In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Law and order. Law and order is one of the most popular, longest-running TV shows ever. The original and its spin-offs, I guess, have a thousand hours of programming, so if you were to watch Law & Order back-to-back all day, breaking only for sleep, I guess it would take three months to watch them all. Why is a show so compelling that you can find it on some station at any time, any hour of the day? I think it's because Law & Order dramatizes a dynamic that runs through all of life and through our very hearts even. Seems we're hardwired to seek justice in this world and that we yearn to find an even higher order up above. In the rare case that you have never seen an episode of Law and Order, the first half is dedicated to the law and its enforcement. And a lot of times this portion of the show is about bad guys having run-ins with good guys enforcing the law. But of course, sometimes the lawbreakers are the good guys and the law enforcers are the bad ones. But most often, it's a mix of good and bad on every side because although the law is black and white, people are not. And this is where the second part of the show comes in. The order part of the show has to do with interpreting the law, with questions of intent, context, and a higher moral order. And often this part of the show renders the black and white crime committed in part one with lots of shades of gray. And sometimes it even casts the crime in a new light entirely so that it hardly seems like a crime at all. Today's gospel reading could make a fine episode of Law and Order. And framing it in this way reveals something profound, I think, about our quest for righteousness in this world. The first part of today's reading is all about the law. Specifically, it's about God's fourth law to keep the Sabbath holy. It says that God's people are not to work, to harvest, or teach on the Sabbath day. They're simply to rest. The law is crystal clear, and in today's reading, Jesus' disciples clearly break the law. They were harvesting grain to eat on the Sabbath, presumably while they were teaching and healing. They could have prepared their food the day before and brought it with them. They could have taken a day off of ministry but they didn't. So there's no doubt what the law says, and there's no doubt that Jesus' disciples broke it. This is not the end of the story, however. It's only the end of Act 1. Now we move on to Act 2, which lifts up the law before a higher order. What is the intent? The spirit of this Sabbath law. What is the intent, the spirit of Jesus and his disciples? Are there times when following the letter the law to the letter results in breaking the spirit, the spirit of God. 
Well, even the Ten Commandments, behind their headlines which are etched in stone, they lead us to comprehend a higher order and intent. If you read further into the law of the Sabbath, God says this, keep the Sabbath along with your employees, your servants, your children, and even your animals. For remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. So it seems that the law of the Sabbath is not a law unto itself. It points to a higher order and purpose. First, to instill gratitude to God for all God has done. And second, equally important, is to help free God's people over and again from the various forms of slavery that everyone falls into. Slavery to possessions, slavery to power, slavery to passions, slavery to whatever we prioritize before God. So with the law of the Sabbath illuminated by the higher order for which it was given, did Jesus' disciples break the law? Technically, yes. But they broke the law while obeying an even greater one. And we all know what this is like. For me, there are many times in life where two rules in life are in tension or conflict with each other. For example, I believe in telling the truth. But I also believe in protecting people's confidentiality. So what do I do when an investigator asks me to tell them something which a parishioner told me in confidence? Most of the time we can honor both rules, but sometimes we must choose the more important one. Now, Jesus' disciples found themselves in this position all the time, walking the razor's edge between two sets of rules. Should we follow the first set of God's ancient rules for his people, or should we follow Jesus, the Messiah? Should we follow the Ten Commandments, or should we follow Christ? Now, of course, the answer is nearly always both and, not either or. Usually, we can follow all God's rules, old and new, and we will be blessed by it. But sometimes, we must choose. And if ever the choice is between following laws or following Christ, we of course choose the latter, because laws and rules can be corrupted easily, but Christ cannot. And if our hearts are always set on following him, we will always also follow the law, for Jesus is the living embodiment and fulfillment of God's law. You could say that Jesus himself was the Sabbath, the living example of resting in God and freedom from sin. And that's why in the final tally, Jesus maintains the innocence of his disciples on this day. For although they were not following the letter of God's law on that Sabbath day, they were following its spirit they were giving glory to God, and they were showing mercy and love to their fellow man. And in this way, law and order was indeed upheld and uplifted on that day. And so in our day, I pray, may we also closely follow God's law by closely following his Son. He who raises up the law and all of its adherence 
to a higher heavenly order, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.